You are listening to Citizen Reporter number 458 for the 1st of December 2013. Voy en bicicleta por un camino de tierra Los coches aparcados tienen pelos de hierba Cuesta arriba, pero no me canso Y crecen flores por cada rincón que paso Las flores son rojas Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Citizen Reporter The podcast that focuses on underreported news And I'm the person who brings it to you They call me Bicycle Mark on the internet Or Mark Fonseca Rendero as my real legal name Googleable name is and here we are on the last few days of the Kickstarter campaign. If you don't know what I'm talking about, well, there's a Kickstarter campaign. It involves me doing reporting from Dubai, from the passenger seat of taxi cabs. And it's all going very well. You can check it out. You can click. If you haven't supported yet, there's still time. On today's program, we speak with Agnes Tandler, Dubai-based journalist, and my support on the ground for this project to talk a little more about what is to come? As many of you know, we're in the middle of this campaign, the Dubai taxi driver. Uh, this Today's guest, uh, Agnes Tandler, uh, who's on the line right now, so I should say hi to Agnes instead of just talking about her. Hi. Hi from Dubai. Yeah, exactly. Hi from Dubai. Uh, you know, Agnes, you're actually the person who was like my, my litmus test when I had this idea based on just trips. And I thought, well, maybe this is just me and my own random experience. If I ask someone who's, who's living there, who's working there, you know, maybe they wouldn't see it the same way. But when you said, actually, uh, this, is, this is something, then I thought, all right. I'm 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 going to go forward with this. You were kind of my my measuring stick. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, thanks. I really think that Dubai taxis are unique in some ways. And I've been sitting in Dubai taxis for like maybe the last 4 or 5 years. Mm. Been living here in Dubai for 3 years now. There is something really special. It's more like like a public transport somewhere else. Yeah. Doesn't have a luxury label. It's run under the supervision of the public transport authorities and uh, people use it all the time to, to go to work. They send children to school by taxi. People travel long, long distances from Abu Dhabi, like the capital of the Emirates. Yes. A one and a half hour drive. So it's it's very common to use taxis. Even if you want to go to neighboring countries like Oman, people take taxis all the time for grocery shopping, for visiting friends. It's a very common way of transport. Yeah, and that, that has been one of the questions from people, both skeptical of my project and even supporters, who say, okay, but why... Well, you know, why so unique? So here, here you've listed some very good reasons why it is unique. And, and I mean, you've taken taxis. Uh, you lived in India for a while, I believe. Uh, and uh, you've certainly lived in Afghanistan. Right. But the taxi world there is quite different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what makes Dubai really special? I mean, it's maybe the only place where you never, ever will encounter one local taxi driver. <laughs> yeah. Um, because Emiratis just don't drive taxis. Yeah. Um, they are generally too rich to be bothered to drive 
So uh, you and the driver, both you are foreigners, and uh, there's a certain connection between you and the taxi driver because you are not you're not you're all from a different country. Yeah. Taxi drivers come from very different backgrounds and countries here. When you get into a taxi in Dubai, and that's what I think is really really nice, it's always a surprise that awaits you. <laughs> yeah. A friend of mine was saying, "Do you have any? Do you think you'll get any Iraqi taxi drivers?" And I had never met actually an Iraqi taxi driver in Dubai. And he said, "Oh, I can, I can get you maybe some numbers." And I was like, "Oh, okay." I met taxi drivers from Ethiopia, from Yemen, from India, Bangladesh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Egypt, Syria, <laughs> Iran. Yeah, it's just exciting to see the variety and. The you know the variety of experiences that are condensed in one Dubai taxi. Yeah. Do you do you have people that you you run into as drivers? Do you in the, their cab um, on a sort of regular basis, like once a week? You say like, hey, and you know them by their first name. Um. Uh, yeah. Some I encounter again, and they remember me, and they say. Weren't you the one I drove to the Afghan consulate uh -huh. two weeks ago? So it, it's 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 amazing in such a big city. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm curious if I can, or how hard it will be to establish uh, a sort of rapport with someone that I've t taken a ride with once before. Maybe I can get their card or something and and ride with them again. These are sort of strategies I want to use. Uh, oh, no. It's going to be pretty easy. I think it's it's uh, really an accessible thing. Taxi drivers like to speak about their experiences here, and it's it's always they are used to like you to it, and they are curious themselves hmm. because you're also a stranger to them. So, and they have really yeah, as you're both foreigners in a foreign country, I think that binds. You and the taxi driver together in a in a strange way. <laughs> yeah, I was actually afraid that um, by asking questions and and even setting off on this project, that first of all, taxi drivers would be, very, you know, some of them would just not want to talk uh, and and be very afraid to be noticed, you know, on this sort of public scale and public level. And the other thing I was worried about is that the government, if they <laughs> somehow knew about this project that they would be sort of somehow against it. I would be on some kind of list, you know. And recently I had a conversation with this this newspaper reporter from this Seven Days Dubai site, and he said in his experience, it's not – the government is not uh, worried about these kind of things. They actually don't – they don't care. Uh, you know, they're more worried about these larger image questions. Uh, mm, and, uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point, I think. Yeah, so so I'm I don't have to worry. Like, taxi drivers aren't trying to hide their 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 stories necessarily, or their themselves. Uh, I mean, maybe they won't tell you all their tricks, yeah. the tricks of the trade in public. But from, it's it's about their background and about the stories from their home countries mostly. Yeah, and and we're talking exclusively men, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, you also have female taxi drivers. Huh. Um, but are actually not really allowed to take men. They can only take family and, and, and females. Interesting. They are all Filipinos, Filipinas. Yes. 
Okay. And and most of the men that that I'll encounter, they're in the country alone. I mean, that's almost Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's most most of them almost almost 99% are here alone. Hmm. So, so there'll be a certain profile to all this I see, like reoccurring. I mean, male, adult, many of them probably with families at home that they're they're supporting back home. Yeah, and taxi drivers have a big network. Because our road system, we just don't have any addresses. The planning has been made in such a way that you can only go by landmarks. Huh. So uh, taxi drivers call each other all the time to find out where certain places. That's the only way sometimes for young drivers to get experience. And if you go to places like Abu Dhabi, Taxi drivers will just call a colleague they have or a friend they know who drives a taxi in Abu Dhabi and just ask for directions. Huh. So they have um like they have a network of their own. Yes. Tap into. That's what I think. And and I'm never gonna meet someone who actually owns their own taxi. It mm-hmm. seems like it's always companies and then they're hiring these these drivers. I think I met one or two in the entire time, and I'm taking the taxi like twice a day, every day, yeah. on average, or maybe once a day on average. That is really, really rare. Most of the time, um, they will work for one of the, th- the four taxi companies here. Okay, four companies, right. Yeah, these are st- sort of the basic information I want to I want to make a note of. How many companies and how many drivers, if I'll find that out later. Um, okay, well, these are, yeah. These are important things. Now, of course, a lot of people have said to me in comments and in private, like, why don't you do uh, some reports on the, the terrible working conditions of, of other kinds of immigrants? And this is some of the criticism I'm, I'm sort of ready to, to get mm-hmm. from people who want more, who think that just interviewing taxi drivers doesn't go far enough to report on, you know, what's really going on in Dubai and, and in this world of big money and construction and... Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a point. It's a fair point. Yes, <laughs> but we have to like keep in mind that people in really really terrible working conditions wouldn't really be easily accessible. Mm-hmm. It is like um, doing reports on forced prostitution in Germany. I mean, how are you going to speak to the victims? <laughs> yeah. It's not that you can walk into, you know, into a brothel and, and find the girls and interview them. No. It's a bit like, like here. There are certainly working conditions that are not ideal. No. Um, as far as I've, I mean, as the taxi drivers are concerned, um, a lot of them point out that what they miss most is their families because mm-hmm. they are there on their own. So they often are married, wife and children in their home country. Um, it's not so much the accommodation um, or the the working time. If you compare it like to taxi drivers in in New Delhi, where I lived for six years, um, they the taxi drivers don't come from Delhi. They are from the village in Uttar Pradesh, 200, 300 kilometers away. They will go home once a year for Diwali, the light festival. Mm-hmm. And they have no house. That means they sleep in the on the in the taxi stand in uh, in the open all year round, summer or winter. So, um, yeah, 
that's the background like a taxi driver in India or Pakistan lives. Yeah. Yeah, the the reasons the job or the conditions aren't aren't great are quite different in Dubai, it seems. I mean that's they're different. I wouldn't say they're ideal because um a lot of drivers really miss their families and especially their children and uh, they will go out of their way to show you their pictures on their mobile phones of their children <laughs> like, in their home country and you know are very proud of their their children it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's quite normal and common in asia so that's that's maybe one of the biggest issues that they they have in my experience not really that they there's not so much complaint about the accommodation and uh, working conditions and stuff mm. like that. But so, Agnes, let me let me ask you something in a different sort of line of questioning. You you have a son. He's uh, he's attending school there in Dubai now for the last what two years? Two and a half. Yeah, and you know, in this case, we've been talking about taxi drivers, men whose families aren't there. But mm-hmm. your son is attending school, and he's going to Indian schools, right? I mean, explain that, why that is, first of all. Um, well, it's not really an Indian school. It's just a school that is less expensive than most other schools. Yeah. So it's not a Western expat school. It tends more to the Indian lower middle class. Yeah. So this is what interests me, because beyond the taxi drivers, I mean, there are many entire families that have made their lives and are making their lives in, in Dubai, maybe even second generation at this point. Um, we don't have a second generation here. Yeah, we have. There is a second generation, but it's a, it's a bit misleading because that's one of the real problems that Dubai has is no matter what, you can never become a citizen. Mm. What you do, and that's maybe one of the biggest things expats encounter here you just know that you'll always have to go back you can't stay mm-hmm. I and yeah. really i met maybe one one person from the media council who's british and who got a citizenship after after being here for 20 years but it's 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 a it's a really really it's really really very uh, very rare to hear these cases most people just know they have to go back yes hmm yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've I've always been quite fascinated at this, the school environment, uh, you know, and, and going to school and meeting the families uh, of these other students in this context of of Dubai and and. Not... You want to speak to my son about it? Oh, he probably will. I don't. <laughs> I don't know how much he enjoys recording conversations, but I have a feeling he does. Um, so that'll be a separate podcast we'll do. <laughs> because he's just big, he's he's just back from school. So, oh. Uh... Oh, well, no, I'm going to give him a whole show, I think, while I'm there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> From what I recall, he's he's well worth it. The audience will love to hear his his wisdom on that town, which even two years ago when I was there with you guys, he was already telling me all kinds of facts. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, this is useful and interesting, and what I wanted to do with conversations like this and, and people like you is sort of lay the groundwork because people are going to be listening to a lot of conversations they're going to be about of course other places not necessarily dubai but they're going to be recorded from dubai and i definitely want to set the stage a bit right and i can do some of that on my own based on what i research and what i see but i also want to do that by bringing people with a unique experience and i think that's that's what you have (laughs) thanks yeah 
Well, I think it's a really, really nice project, and I think it's a special project. And I mean, the people I have spoken about it have been extremely enthusiastic, and were thinking that I should do the project myself and write a story about it. Yeah, you could use all my work as research. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'll be like your your field I correspondent. It really, um, it really is. I mean. There are amazing stories in, in Dubai taxis, and I'm sure you will record some and discover some. There is a lot out there. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that Dubai is a boring town, and that's what I'm hearing all the time. <laughs> like, why are you here? <laughs> it, in a way, yeah, it's, it's true, but in, in another way, it just isn't because, you know, it's so. Dubai is a, such a cosmopolitan or like city and uh, yeah there is a lot to discover if you have the time and the energy yeah. if you don't like look at shopping malls and high buildings and uh, there is something here yes to you know to discover that's what i always say yeah, that's. I had that feeling when I was there as well. I, I, you know, looking behind the skyscrapers, walking even just one block behind the hotel. Uh, yeah, there, there was an amazing world. It is. It is, and um, yeah, like I'm happy for this project to happen. Well, I and hope. It's, it's, re it's really nice that I mean I hope more people will find it interesting. At least everyone I spoke to here in Dubai really, really liked it. That's okay. that's. I hope to cheer you up. Yeah, exactly. It's a really good thing to do. Okay. Well, I'm really happy to have you as, as a sort of friend and guide in all this. And, uh, and I'll see you in Dubai for sure. But thanks for taking the time now to talk about it you know, and, and help get the audience uh, in, the, in the mood and in that mindset for you know, this place where many perhaps have never been or haven't been in a while or have never seen the side that, that you see and hopefully that I am going to get to see as well. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Thank you so much for talking to me, Agnes. Thanks, thanks, thanks to you. And see you soon here in Dubai, huh? Yeah. I love my father. I love my sisters too. I bought this guitar. Just some final notes on today's program. First of all, a big thank you to Agnes, of course, and we're going to hear a lot more from her next month because the journey begins January 6th. I already have that booked, and I will be in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates, in fact, because I may get out of Dubai by taxi, of course. Uh, so it's all coming very soon. I wanted to make a note. The Kickstarter campaign is doing well, but there is always a risk uh, that, uh, you know, anything can happen. People can pull... Uh, their funding or anything like that. So the point is, if you haven't supported and you were thinking about it, by all means, do it. I mean, that's that's the way this will definitely work. And like in a race, uh, if we can compare it to sports, you have to go all the way, right? Play till the end. So we still have four days left on the campaign, and I'd be thankful to anyone who hasn't yet pledged to join and to those who already have, well, you're the best, and uh, we'll be in touch soon. As for this podcast, I will be back next week with another program. And no, it's not always going to be about Dubai. We still have a month of non-Dubai material <laughs> before we set out for another journey. Anyway, that's it for this week. I'm Mark Fonseca Rendeiro. The website is citizenreporter.org. And as always, thank you so much for listening. See you soon. See ya. No, my foolish heart. 
to go diving Diving, diving, diving Into the murk And from the bottom of the river I looked up for the sun Which had shattered in the water And the pieces were raining down Like gold rings That passed through my hands As I thrashed and I grabbed I started rising Music for today's podcast started with the song BC by the group Neighbor, which just came out and is available for your purchase online, as well as Smog with Rock Bottom Riser here at the end of the program. I left my mother. I left my father. I left my sister too. Left them standing on the banks And they pulled me out Of this mighty, mighty, mighty river